Welcome to Living Wisely, Living Well, timeless wisdom to enrich every day with Asha Nayaswamy, one of the spiritual directors of Ananda Palo Alto and a founding member of Ananda Worldwide. If you enjoy this content and are inspired by the teachings of Paramahansa Yogananda and his disciple Swami Kriyananda, find Asha on YouTube, Facebook, all podcast directories, and her website, ashajoy.org. Living Wisely, Living Well, October 16. Never be afraid to give love, even if others respond to you with disdain. True love wants nothing in return for its gifts. It holds out to life no begging bowl, but enriches the giver and ennobles everyone it touches. If you withhold love from others, on the other hand, you yourself inside will die a slow death. For feelings are like flowing water, If they are made to stand still, they will stagnate. Mm, Very, very touching. Um, Swami Kriyananda was vilified by people that he used to be close to, at one time was very close to and deeply respected and was spiritually um, uh, unified with. But mm, ideas intervened and they styled themselves as his enemy. Swami always put it that way. He always called them self-styled enemies because he never allowed, he never accepted that word. At a certain point, he he, had, he was expelled from a certain from a spiritual organization that these same people controlled. He was expelled because God wanted him to be on his own. His guru wanted him to be on his own, and everything that he did that brought me to this position right now and thousands of others like me was because of that separation. So it was really a God-inspired separation. But Swami always said, even to the end of his life, he said, it takes two to make a divorce. And he said, and I've simply never accepted it. Now, it wasn't, it wasn't a marriage in a literal sense, but you know they could divorce him, but he was never going to vo- divorce them. He was never in his heart going to feel that the close relationship had been severed, despite all evidence to the contrary. As he put it at one point, he said, uh, if so, if you if you continually offer your offer your hand in friendship to someone and they continually slap it away, after a while you'll just keep your hand in your pocket. He said, but that doesn't mean you're not willing to offer it. It just means you have to tailor your behavior appropriately for the response that you're getting. But what you do outwardly, how you behave, is quite different than you feel in your heart. Swami even took it a step farther, which was very interesting, because over the course of 40 years, many things happened. 50 years, many things happened that were quite unfortunate. And Swami was not blind to the fact that people were not behaving in the noble way he would have liked to have seen. At least that was certainly his perception of it. Of course, they had their story, but I was with Swami and I was on his side of the ledger with that one. So at a certain point, he said, I have lost respect for them. He said, but that doesn't change the way I feel about them. Because you can see people for what they are, but once you love someone, you just keep loving them. As Swami said, once I give my love to someone, I never take it back. He said, I may have to adjust my behavior depending on how they behave toward me. And that's what he was saying about keeping his hand in his pocket. It's just foolish. You, you make a fool of yourself if you keep trying to insist upon a response that's not coming to you. That is demeaning to you 
and, and rude to them. It's just selfish. But you don't have to change the way you feel, which is your openness to them, your, the possibility of reconciliation, your genuine desire for their well-being. I mean, that's what love really is, is you have a, a heartfelt desire for their well-being and also a deep willingness to serve, serve them if there's any way to serve them. But you may realize that there is no way to serve, but that doesn't mean that the heart has to change. Now, this is a big, this is a big challenge because most, people, most people's love is conditional. And if, if you're treated badly by someone, especially re- repeatedly, you know, whether it's a, a romantic relationship or whatever it might be, it's, it's just easier to close your heart. It's easier not to care. And also some people misunderstand that merely because you still love someone doesn't mean you constantly put yourself in the position to be humiliated by them. That, that's not necessarily love. That is simply unwise. I, I've seen people often in child-parent relationships is where I've seen that, where I, mean, I remember talking to one woman who was asking me to pray for her because she was going to uh, go visit her extremely abusive parent, as far as I could see, um, who constantly rejected her and didn't even want her to come and visit. <laughs> but she was insisting on going to try one more time. And I, I just sort of said, why? You know, why, why do you keep putting yourself in this position? It's not good for you. It breaks your heart. It's not good for your mother because she's treating you so badly. Why keep giving her the opportunity to get the bad karma of treating you this way? Oh, I mean, I think it influenced her. I don't think it stopped that visit, but it influenced her a little. But, but in action or appropriate response to someone else's response to you is not the same as changing your heart. It's just, I'm here, and if there's ever anything I can do, it won't take me, it won't take me any effort to cover the ground. You know, if circumstances suddenly change. There was another person in Swami's life who betrayed him very badly. And uh, the, the person left, Ananda. But I asked Swami at one point, I said, if they actually really, uh, really repudiated their former behavior and wanted to come back, would you take them back? And Swami said without hesitating, oh, of course, he said. But now that I know what they're capable of, he said, I would treat them differently which is a very interesting way to put it. Of course I'd give them another chance if they repudiated their behavior. There was a man that I had an association with who, had, who also behaved very badly. And his behavior, um, he, he, he stridently and consistently over a long period of time tried to um, undermine people's faith in Ananda and confidence in Swami Kriyananda. And uh, at one point, someone else brought him to me saying, we need to have by, let make bygones be bygones, you know, enough of this um, division. And it was very interesting because I didn't premeditate my response. It just came to me. But the first thing I said to the man is, do you repudiate your, your former behavior? And uh, he and his wife were in it together. His wife said, we regret that people were hurt. I said, ah, that's a very clever answer. But that is not the question I asked. I asked you, did you, do you repudiate what you did before? Are you coming before me to try to make amends for the enormous damage that you caused? And of course the answer to that was no. 
They just wanted me to change my behavior in the name of, oh, what was, the, I don't remember what they were trying to get me to do. It was on the name of, of, of unconditional love, actually, of selflessness, of nobleness, of making amends. I said, no, actually, it would be absolutely foolish of me to, to invite you back into the fold because you would just immediately start poisoning the well again. Why would I do that? I'm not an idiot. But I wasn't at all mad at him. I didn't feel anything antagonistic. I was strong. But it was just, it was common sense. And it was partly, I have to say, in retrospect, because I wasn't the least bit upset with him, you know, as a person. I wasn't, oh, there he is. Now I'm going to, you know, pick up a blunt object and pound him on the head and finally get back at him or scream and yell and tell him, give him a piece of my mind like I really want to do. None of that. And he'd been a good friend of mine, in fact. I'd put myself out quite far trying to help him, and I still would, but not just because he was trying to blackmail me with spiritual, um, what would be, uh, babble is perhaps the word. You know, no, I wasn't. But my heart was fine. My heart still is. My heart's perfectly open. You see, so that's also what I'm talking about. Here's another part of it. You never lose when you love, you see. That's what I'm trying to say. I remember when I was an 18-year-old girl, my one year in college, and, you know, all the college girls are just always caught in romances of one kind or another. I wasn't different. I was just part of the whole story. And You know, people were so embarrassed if they were attracted to someone. Nowadays, I'm talking 1965. Nowadays, there's no inhibition on anybody's actions. There was quite a lot then. But I would just say to people, so you love someone. There's nothing to be ashamed of. And, and why not um, follow through and see what happens on that feeling? I said, even if the person is not interested in you, what do you have to lose? And I hadn't read what Swami said. If you hold back the love that you feel in your heart, you will, you will die slowly. But I knew it was true. I just knew it was true. You have nothing to lose when you love. You might be disappointed in the response you get, but at least you've practiced. At least you've opened your heart. At least you've made yourself open to the possibilities of the universe. And when that becomes a habit, your magnetism increases fabulously. Many times over the years, people have come to me, not anymore in my life, but I used to do couples counseling and that sort of thing. Um, People would come to me, single people who very much wanted to have a partner, and you know, that's not something you can force. You can, you can be proactive in your efforts to meet people. And nowadays there's you know, all these incredible different ways that you can do. You can be proactive, but you can't force it. It comes from God. It doesn't come from human agency. It comes from the divine. If it's your karma, it comes to you. But I would often say to someone, what is it that you think you will have when you have a partner in your life? And I didn't ask for a quick answer. I said, make a list. Make a list of all the things that you think you will have in your life when you have a partner. I said, and look at and see how many of those are actually dependent on having a partner. And how many of them are just you thinking that if I had a partner, I would be a better person than I am now. So, and then and I said, so since you can't really force the issue... And, and make someone come into your life and love you in that way, how many of those things on that list can you do right now? 
because you have to start the flow of love in your life. You have to start the flow of enthusiasm. And I said, if you have a desire to give love, love is needed all around you. At the very least, plant a garden or get a kitten or, or go, go to a, a, an old folks' home and, and visit with people or go into a kindergarten and be a volunteer or, or build houses for poor people. I mean, do something to express the positive feelings you have in you because if you just hold them in, then you will die a slow death. And we're just afraid, we're embarrassed, but it's worse to stagnate the flow of energy in you because then you become smaller and smaller and there's no active vibration of love around you. What you need, is, what attracts love to you is an active vibration of love around you. And if you yourself have become a shriveled, frightened person, you're not likely to attract someone um, of the type that you want. So take care of yourself. Find a way to love, even if it's not in exactly the form you were hoping for. It can just be a love of painting, a love of good music, a love of nature. There's, there's, there's just so many ways to express love in this universe. And even if this is all your second choice, just tell God this is my second choice. But if this is what you've given me, I'll give my all to it. Because also you see, the law of abundance is, is triggered by the law of gratitude. So if we do not, if we're not grateful and make full use of what we do have, then once again we stop the flow. And, but, but if we are grateful and make full use of whatever we do have, then the law of abundance is triggered and the flow is there. And the, in the Bible it says it, and it sounds so terribly harsh, to those who have, more will be given. To those who have not, even the little they have will be taken away. I mean, it just sounds brutal, but what that means is to those who have a sense of giving abundance, abundance will flow. To those who hoard and are frightened, that gradually, well, Swami says it, they will die a slow death. Very grim, but the answer is really quite simple. Never be afraid to give love, even if others respond to you with disdain. I'm just going to say that's their problem, not yours. True love wants nothing in return for its gift. It holds out to life no begging bowl, but enriches the giver and ennobles everyone it touches. If you withhold love from others, on the other hand, you yourself inside will die a slow death. For feelings are like flowing water. If they are made to stand still, they will stagnate. Joy to you, my friends. Our work is made possible by inspired listeners. So if you feel to support Asha, you can make a one-time donation or for unique members-only content, subscribe through Patreon. Blessings and thank you.